welcome back to the Portfolio Podcast presented by YPO. We have with us Maya Hari, CEO of Terrascope, a smart carbon measurement and management source platform. Can we break down the service that you provide and then go from me engaging you yeah. to partner with me and, and determine my emissions? So once we actually agree to work with each other and sign a contract, what our team will do is essentially work with the customer to be able to get a lot of... And the duration of the contract will be It's a SaaS, it's a SaaS platform, so ah, it's okay. normally an annual licensing fee. Right? Right. And so there's an annual license and you can do a one-year, two-year, three-year, multi-year contract. Um, but from there on, the team actually engages with our clients to be able to get data that is owned by the client, particularly around financial data, business activity data, procurement data, uh, travel data, etc. Once all of this data comes in, uh, often... Come Even travel data, because this is a contributor to exactly emission. right. Exactly, if you're a services business, yeah. often a lot of your staff going employee in and out. travel. Exactly, think about a consulting business or a management consulting business. Uh, business travel in itself would be a very large contributor. Other areas that are really major in terms of uh, contributing to emissions. I think when you work with companies like we do in the in the supply chain world, it really tends to be. In, in the procured goods, if you're procuring goods from one part of the world versus right. another, the emissions could be quite massive. Uh, it could be in transportation and freight. It could be in packaging because mm -hmm. certain types of packaging that you use could actually be much more emitting versus the other. That's right. But what, has, what is really interesting is after you collect all the data and you compute all of the different emissions and the contributing factors, it becomes a lot clearer on where you need to start focusing your action, mm. right? If, if pet bottles in your packaging as a beverage brand is your largest contributor to emissions, you know that that's… Look at other options. Exactly. Can you make a financially viable decision looking at other mm. options, yes or no? And if not, how do you make a decision now which is inclusive of emissions as well as financial considerations? That's right. right? Because your movement should also serve your financial objectives. Exactly right. And I think today, if you look at how companies and boards plan for a business, they do a three-year, five-year financial plan, right? But what we think that the world will evolve to is to actually have a financial plan, a stakeholder plan, a community plan, and an emissions plan. And any decision you make looks at trade-offs between these elements and then makes that mm. decision. And if you so decide that, hey, I'm going to accept a higher emission element, um, you've done it with your eyes open and you know that there's going to be carbon taxes involved in the future. Yes. You know that there's going to be high costs of offsetting some of this carbon. So, you know, even the emissions impact and financial impact are starting to coalesce into, into mm. one metric over time. Now, let's look at the larger picture around the world. Let's look at the figures. What is the target? When, when do we want to see actual positive impact manifested? The really big milestone that everybody looks to is can we get to a target by mid-century, right? So 2050, 2050. Is, a, is a big year to think about can, can a lot of companies who make net zero targets and, and ambitions, can, often it's anchored to a 2050 goal. Um, there's lots of foundations in that decision around uh, Paris Accord and some of the COP, right. uh, COP negotiations that have happened in thinking about, can we keep the planet 
uh, heating to no more than 1.5 to 2 degrees, right, by that time frame. And, uh, and increasingly, uh, that looks difficult unless there's major action and major investment by companies. And that's, that's why as we get closer and closer, uh, 2050 is a big milestone. A number of large enterprises also use a check-in point of 2030. So you're not sort of leaving it to 2050. Mm. Uh, and there's a, there's a story often inside the company that says the CEO who commits today to a net zero target may not necessarily be CEO in 2050. So well, they could true. easily commit yes. and they could walk away and say, you know, someone else's problem. Yeah. You can uh, actually set your marker much earlier than... Correct. And you do want to check in. You do want to know whether you're on track or not. And, and frankly, I think one of the things that will happen is we will all have to be comfortable with saying that we don't get the... You know, sometimes you may have to change the baseline emissions we have mm. put out because you know, it may change over time and we may learn more and we may recalculate or our paths may be different. And in some ways, I think we shouldn't worry as much about saving face and holding to our decisions, but actually being transparent and sharing the changes as they go, because it is a quite a dynamic world that we're in. How much do you think it will cost us to, to finance this until 2050? Well, the, the numbers globally that have been put out um, have been in the trillions of dollars, right? There are numbers around the $5 trillion mark of investment. Um, and, and everybody's getting involved to be able to get that kind of investment, both from governments and regulation, but also financial institutions and public markets as well as banks. Mm. This podcast series is a collaboration between Portfolio and Young Presidents Organization, or YPO a global leadership community of chief executives which counts more than 30,000 members from 142 countries. For over 70 years, YPO built a trusted community where chief executives connect to solve both personal and professional problems together. The world needs better leaders. Become one at YPO. Now, in your experience, based on what you have seen, where do companies struggle most in terms of compliance? I think the very first step is that a lot of companies aren't measuring carbon footprint today. So even the journey to start that feels like a little bit of friction has to be overcome, right? Because, because they're not aware. They're not aware. They haven't Awareness done it before. Be effect, right? That's exactly right. Um, who should own it inside the company? Yes. What do you do with it after you start? If I don't have a sustainability officer, does it mean Correct. I don't have to do it? Yeah. And we see customers who are who have the foresight to start without having a sustainability team, but they are employing people either in the finance org or in the supply chain org mm. to own the decision-making until a sustainability yeah. team comes in. And I think there's a lot of credit to be given to companies that are saying, let's not wait for everything to be perfect, right? Let's make progress without letting perfection get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. we, should have, we should have done more sooner. But sometimes it takes a while for to coalesce around a point mm -hmm. of view and really see the same point of view. And I give a lot of credit to the younger generation from Greta Thunberg to you know, yes, talk to many right. leaders. I mean, I'm impressed because they are young people who we can even say that they were not contributors to, to what's happening Correct. right now. Correct. But they have vested interests. This is their planet. And I, I feel like they have probably been the biggest 
driver of change mm. from apathy to actually awareness mm. in this world. That's But right. better late than not. Yeah. Maya, let me ask you this. Are your markers in 2030 or 2050? Are, um, the markers are in both places. Uh, mm. even, even as a young company like Terrascope, we have our own goals and our own journey and our discussion. One for 2030, you're going to see something. Yes. And then, of course, you know, the yes. longer term. Yes, like most companies. Most companies will have an interim marker for 2030, initiatives mm. for 2030, so they know whether they are on track or not uh, with an ultimate goal of 2050. And there are some ambitious companies that want to get to net zero before 2052, which is nice to see leaders forming in that space as well. What do you dream of achieving in 2030? Just three. I won't put too much pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> Top three. I think I think if we could, um, you know, today Terrascope has already measured carbon footprint, the equivalent of Vietnam's carbon footprint, for example. Okay. But if we could actually multiply that and be it at a scale where we feel like by 2030, we have actually credibly been able to help companies mm. get to that journey. If by 2030, said sustainability heads can look, look at us and say, you know what, we feel confident we can get to a net zero plan, mm. I think that would be immense progress and impact. But get started and get measured. That's exactly immediately. right. Absolutely right. Thank you very much, Maya Hari. Thank you so much, Mark. This has been the Portfolio Podcast presented by YPO, Young Presidents Organization. Join our community of more than 30,000 leaders and don't miss out on the life-changing experience of YPO membership. To learn more, visit ypo.org.